Game on! He shoots, he scores! Oh! One for one! That is going wild! The hockey guys are on the air. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. The hockey guys. The tradition continues. Okay, guys. Show us what you got. Well, Eddie, you had too much excitement with that Ham's beer in your hand. It's uh, flowing over. Good morning, the hockey guys. Jeff Bradoff. That's Eddie Christian. Spencer Jost in the studio. The hockey guys are brought to you by Cullen Insulation with locations coming out of North Dakota and West Central Minnesota. Good morning, everybody. 271. 1100, 271, 1100. The sweet smell of hams. It's awesome, isn't it? Right there in the The morning. best cologne a guy can wear. <laughs> hey, Eddie, or Spence, you got to bring like a couple towels here. Eddie uh, pretended he was back in college and gave me the beer, shaking it up. I cannot believe a little M guy <coughs> shook up a ham <laughs> and wasted it. Yeah, I, that's right. He handed you that and said, this yeah. one's colder. Oh, oh, Spence. Oh, my gosh. Hey, what's bigger news in hockey right now, today, than the Hall of Fame game, Eddie? I can't imagine what Nashville is going through. Oh, let's let's set the stage. But listen, I want to hear, we need to hear from you with your experiences. If you were in, if you are in Nashville right now and you're listening, give us a call. 701-271-1100. If you were in Las Vegas two years ago at the Orleans Arena, watching the Gopher or the uh, Gophers taking it between the legs by North Dakota three to one, let's hear from you seven zero one two seven one eleven hundred. And tonight's game, and let's do a shout out to uh, partners, competitors. This game tonight, UND versus Penn State. From the Bridgestone Arena, 17,159 spectators, all wearing green. How many, let's have a prediction. What percent of those people out here are going to be wearing green? Spence, you probably have never had to do this before when half your stands last night when uh, <laughs> when they took down Notre, Notre Dame. We're filling the stands up slowly but surely. Eddie, 15,000 you figure? The arena holds how many? 17,159. 152. 152. In green. The rest all wearing. A color other than green. <laughs> Bob, I'm going to go 15201. There you go. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home this weekend of the Fighting Sioux, the UND. Listen. Eddie, guess what's coming? Let's not. We'll preview the Penn the Penn State North Dakota game. But listen, it was announced October twenty seventh, two thousand twenty two, back in Las Vegas, University of North Dakota taking on Arizona State, not in the Orleans Arena with seven thousand UND fans filling it up. But in the T-Mobile Arena, that's going to be a fun game. I've already gotten phone calls asking if I'm using my ticket. 
Well, they 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 had seventeen thousand. They said they had seventeen thousand UND people at the arena, outside the arena, in the arena. You can just imagine that weekend, the twenty seventh, post COVID. But let your hair out, grow your mullets. Don't shave. Keep your game. You know what I'm saying? Leave your wife, girlfriend, significant others at home. Get to the rink. It's all hockey, baby. It's all hockey. I started my playoff beard early this year. What's that? I started my playoff beard early this year. Yeah, you probably like. I got your attention when I said, your mullets, grow your beard, leave your girlfriend, significant others at home. You're probably just going to stay here, aren't you? You know what? Um, the way that we started the morning, a guy probably will need to here moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here we are waiting outside. Just... I'm not sure what happened to the goon, but I never got chirped at last night at all about the gopher game. He, well, he, once, I figured, you know, once he never texted us, never called us. Never got chirped once. So obviously we got a little concerned when he wasn't at the door this morning. <laughs> or is that a big date last night? One or the other. Yeah, but the good news is, is he rolled in at 8.02 and we're on the radio. So, Gunner, yeah. thanks for showing up. You got it, boss. Well, he checked in at, what, 6.59 on the time card? You know, we got to. So for new listeners, uh, Eddie Christian numbers. here, an ex-warrior and an ex-Sue. Jeff Bradall, what were you? <laughs> a magician. <laughs> mine it, mine it, North Dakota. The I, Western Slope. I was a magician, a maverick, a Blackhawk, and the uh, mine it magicians, Austin Mavericks, Blackhawk, and then uh, what was I in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League? I was. Were a, you in Weyburn? No, I was up no. Uh, did they have Did they have junior hockey that was actually rated where you were? Talking about uh, why? Why can't I think it's because you're the, old? The bus accident because uh, you're old. They came from yeah, Humble. that was a Humble. yeah, a Bronco. I was a Bronco, and then a fighting Sioux. You've kind of all those names fit on the prairie, don't they? They do, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, they do. You're meant here in the Midwestern <laughs> plan. And, and then kind of they turn into a nobody. The we, evolution, Ed, isn't it? <laughs> as I listened to last week's show, I had to chuckle a little bit because uh, you guys made Coach Wilson seem really, really old. <laughs> oh, and yeah. for those of for we those people cry. that we can go back and, a few times too. can go back and look, I actually was in the locker room at North Dakota with Dean Wilson. So I'm trying to figure out how to make sure that you guys don't think that I'm that kind of an expert because I know nothing compared to the doctor. You know, when if you if you know Dean, you love him. That's just the way Dean is. I just what a great man. But let's let's go back to the Penn State game. You know the the two stats that here I'm going to throw these out. Penn State right now, at least when the press release came out there, what they were number ten on the pairwise, North Dakota number seven. But the two things that really stick out to me is this. They have a 5-1 and one record. One. Two, offensively, four goals a game and are only giving up 1.8. I, I think this game tonight against North Dakota is not going to be like that game in Orleans against uh, the Gophers. I think tonight's game is going to be a battle. I think you're going to look at a big, hard-checking team. I think you're going to look at a uh, maybe not quite as good transition team, 
but I think you're going to look at a heavy team. They're going to be hard to play against, and they're ready for the battle. I, I sense they're looking at this as a North Dakota game. Can you imagine those players getting pumped up as to, you know, from, from Penn State, how you and I would flip this big game, the UND on the road with all these fans. We would flip it right against them and, you know what, shove it up their uh, their uh, their gas pipe if they if they drove their cars to the game. But 271-1100, 271-1100. Let's go through some scores last night, Eddie. What sticks out on you on the scoreboard? Well, the one that jumps out at me first is uh, Quinnipiac. Kind of gave it to Friday night to uh, North Dakota last week. And uh, American International, the little sleeper team that tends to knock off number ones, or a team out of Atlantic Hockey again, ties Quinnipiac and kind of takes them off the glory map. Kind of stays even with North Dakota Quinnipiac last Friday, Saturday, but now a tie game may not may not bode well for Quinnipiac. And that, to me, ripples across a few different places because, again, Atlantic Hockey, with one of the largest conferences in the country, has one bid based on who wins at the end of the year, and yet they continue to knock off because we roll it right over that another Atlantic Hockey Air Force beat Colorado College and NCHC. So. The game of pairwides has uh, been weighted to start the year, but some of the weights being knocked off some of the uh, leagues that don't get a good start. I also, the game that sticks out to me, Wisconsin, four, taking down those mighty seven first-round draft picks for Michigan <laughs> last night, four to two. You know, th- those guys aren't playing for, you know, they may have Michigan on their jersey, Eddie, but I, they're, they're not playing they're, they're playing for next year is what they're playing for. The question is that the toughest coaching position right now is at Michigan. Is how do you take those kids and get their mentality now, not next year? And so a good win for, for Granado, uh, 42 over, uh, Michigan. And also Bemidji takes, uh, take a lot, takes a loss last night. So want and will. That's right. They want to win one. Do they have the will to get it done? Want and will, right? We'll watch Michigan. Just remember that. Want and will. Write that one down, Gunnar. That was pretty good. You got it. W-A-N-T and... Capital W-I-L-L. Big difference. A-N-D. Will. You got that W E. No, W-I-L-L. Apostrophe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, you, it, that's Lowell the other one. taking down Boston. The Boston teams are struggling. Number 19, you look at Boston University, you don't see them hanging down at number 19 on the pairwise. And, again, that league starts out the year with some advantages. I think Hockey East, they give them some weight. And then on the flip side, Boston College loses to Vermont. Vermont gets his first win against Boston College. So Hey, Spence, do you have any Air Force music, uh, Top Gun music? Oh, we're the hockey guys, Jeff Bradle, Eddie Christian. And we're brought to you by Cullen Insulation with locations covering all of North Dakota and West Central Minnesota. Back with more on the hockey guys, sponsored by Cullen Insulation. When it comes to insulation, call the experts at Cullen. Jeff, you need to memorize that one. I'll give you till the end of the year. Come on and join us. We'll be back in three minutes here on... Just like all the rest, I look inside. 
the top gun music uh, not one from the soundtrack you have uh, top the the top gun music with tom cruise with the glasses on riding his motorcycle chasing that jet coming down the runway because you find it there spence i'll look i'm looking forward here tell me when you find he's a little dated oh no we got some big announcement a big announcement to be made with that music we have two announcements. It first, could take a while. The first one is the first territory coach to get to five wins. Okay, here we go. Air Force taken down Colorado College last night. Five to four. The pilots taking down the Tigers. The Aviators. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Again, these things have these things now have some ramifications as you look that's at the second AIC. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at that again. The first territory to five comes on the show. So you got the coach at Bemidji State, and you got the coach at Air Force, and uh, they're brothers, so they have a little bit of a competitiveness. So the word will get out that the first one to five wins gets uh, to be on the hockey guys here out of uh, the studio, like studios. Well, Frank said the next time he wants, he wants some music playing like Air Force or like, uh, top, excuse me, Top Gun. One too many beverages here. So excuse the me. good news is, Gunnar, you, you've got to put those in your queues so we can just say Top Gun. You know, you got her down. So You got it. It's so the hockey season's in full swing when you start having a Hall of Fame game. That's the official start to me to the season, Jeff. Remember the years when the, the bus trip would head over to the range? They would have the Hall of Fame game in Hibbing and the Micheletti's backyard, and then they would take it over to Grand Rapids and have it in uh, Billy Baker's backyard, and then they would take it to Duluth, all the way to Duluth. Duluth. Hey, before we go any further, we should have mentioned this early on, but we have so much information we want to give you. It's all stuck between our ears, but at 835, the number one team in the country. Last week. St. Cloud State University. Two this week. Head coach Brett Larson will join us right now in, 14, right now, but in. 13 minutes 13, and 54 seconds. 54 seconds. Hey, you can do your math really well. Hey. I feel like Jeff cheated uh, hey. with. Uh, uh, he missed it because he was trying to get it to hit double zero, and he missed by six seconds. He couldn't figure it out 54. Well, the clock kept moving, and I kept trying to do the math, and I couldn't figure it out. The clock. So, again, shout-out. Hockey Guys brought to you by Cull Installation, Bagan Strinden Vision, and Federated Insurance. Somewhere in there, stay warm, keep your eyesight, and make sure that you don't take any risks. I think they've got us covered, Jeff. You now they say time doesn't stand still, and you're trying to do the math, and it's just every every second the math changes. <laughs> <laughs> you know how do we it's it's kind of fun to have a contest because back when we got meal money cash based on wins and losses was that meal money that was beer money where was that accounting where was that accounted for but oh well we won't bring up past but the first bag off of the bus or the first bag off of the plane 
there was a little pool, so kind of funny how uh, Frankie Bergeroff used to try to dress himself up as a pilot and be the guy loading bags, but Frankie will have to call in and try to defend himself. we got to get Frankie on here for good old days. Give him some crap. What do you think? If he's listening, Sergeant Jones, give a call. He's probably at, what, 35,000 feet right now? He's retired. Gave it up, hung it up, from what I heard. Bad shoulders. Tucked into that position. Hold it. Top Gun music. In in favor of Frankie and... Captain Burgraff. Captain Burgraff. Alligator arm. Captain Burgraff. Call out for you. 271-1100, Captain. There you go. Eddie, what do you think about the Hall of Game? Hall of Fame game? You and, nah. D, you and D walked into a pretty good deal there where they're the they're the team right now. And, I, boy, that would be nice if that just keeps going forward and forward where UND is that featured team. They got all the, the fans to travel well with them. How do they get stuck with a Big Ten team, though? Well, again, the Big Ten needs a little help having their, rink, little? Having their <laughs> rinks look full. So if you take it to an off-site location, right. you don't have control of the tickets, and the rink is filled... The Big Ten actually can brag about their TV audience getting larger. If you took a look at the TV audience for the Big Ten at home games, it may not get to 5,000. You know, last night, you know, I watched that game. The Gophers played a really, really good game against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's transition was phenomenal. They always have a player shooting up the ice just constantly. But the Gophers played extremely well. Was their goaltender LaFontaine? Man. He's taken a little heat over the past few weeks. He, he was unbelievable last night. But you take a look at the Big Ten. Why is it? Why is it that, that, that Minnesota, the home or the state of hockey, the while they're doing fantastic, why is it that the Gophers have taken such a punch? They, the fans have just usually just rabbit over there. I mean, why, 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 why haven't they come back, you know? Is it COVID, do you think, yet? Or? You know, I'm not sure. I I just spent a few days in Minneapolis, and if you just kind of listen to the folks that live in Minneapolis, a lot of folks aren't that excited to go and get out and go anywhere. So maybe they're having a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, hangover from uh, the activities of the populace. That's probably more than anything. So the experience that people have, they've kind of gotten used to staying away from going downtown, and the U of M sits in a location that probably brings a little bit of that into play. So that's got to be tough tough for the players, I think, more than anything. I mean, you don't go to Minnesota to go to a half-full rink at the, the, the institution, right? You know, there there was a play at the end of this, the second period where Sammy Walker got cross-checked twice right in the back behind the goalie in the offensive zone. And right when the whistle went boom, boom, two quick cross-checks, then they had this guy, Larson, who was about 6'4", I think it was Larson, just cross-checked that Penn State player like right in the neck, sent him flying down. That was the first, you never see, I shouldn't say never, that that was nice to see if you're a Gopher fan, that you're actually having your players stick up for your other players. You know, it was just an immediate reaction, boom, uh, to pretend, you know, Sammy Walker is a, is a player you don't want injured. But, you know, there's there's some things I can see that Bo, uh, Coach Motzko's trying to do. There's some, you know, that, that aren't occurring. 
There's a lot of talent on that Gopher team. There's a lot of talent on that Notre Dame team. Coach Jeff Jackson, one of the top coaches in the country, the godfather I call him of co- you know of coaching in the college ranks. You take a look, even Michigan State last night, two to one over Ohio State. Ohio State's not even ranked. Where are they? The Big O, you know. The parity in college hockey is becoming pretty evident, and uh, I think you guys mentioned it last week in my absence. Jordy, thanks for sitting in, covering for uh, Jeff and uh, myself. I think, you know, Dean Wilson hit on it that players moving around and things happening, so... Michigan had a bunch of folks that came back that put a bunch of younger kids on the shelf. You're starting to see a little bit of commit, decommit stuff going on, Jeff, if you're watching. Some of the players that were committed are saying, hey, hold on a second. So there's a lot of moving parts in a game of college hockey. And a part of that, I think, is uh, Minnesota and Michigan, I think, have the two toughest rosters to manage, if that makes sense. And uh, it's one thing to coach the game of hockey, and it's another thing to try to coach the game of uh, player mentality. Does that make sense? You know, I think the uh, they, they both have both teams have. Well, I also look at UND too. These coaches with with whether you have seven first round draft picks, whether you got all the top Minnesota players or the top players coming in as the Gophers do, or you look at UND that have fourteen new players. The, the, with Bradbury, with Bob Motzko, you take a look at Michigan, their toughest job as a head coach is to put those players together and form them as a team. Not an I, but as a team. And Brad, you know, you listened to his press conference last week, Eddie, it was just perfect. All he's asking his players to do is play their best. Get out there and play your best and play together. And I think that victory on Saturday night when UND came out and won, Canisius they had their black jerseys on, the suits, the black tuxedo suits. Quinnipiac, I think, right? Yeah. That uh, it was that was a locker room win where the players said, "Hey, we got to win this game," and I, I think that bode well for for North Dakota because that victory on Saturday night was actually a a locker room victory in my view. Then it was more of uh, Coach Bradbury to put those guys around the leadership in the locker room. And I would agree with you. I think sometimes it's on the players to say, "Hey, we're we're going to switch up, we're going to switch up the unis, and we're going to switch up the mentality." And I think that's what happened. For those of us uh, listening to the hockey guys, we're going to have uh, Coach Brett Larson, another program that uh, is on the cusp. Is on the cusp. I keep saying they're, they're always close, but we'll have Coach Brett Larson on. Uh, give us a call two seven one eleven hundred if you have any questions for uh, Coach Larson. He'll be on with us at eight thirty five. And again, the hockey guys brought to you by Cullen Insulation, Vegan Strand and Vision, and Federated Insurance, and uh, sponsored Cullen Insulation locations covering all of North Dakota and West Central Minnesota. Call the experts at Cullen Insulation as we move from. Uh, this beautiful fall into what could be winter, Gunner. And then, of course, we find out uh, who wants to go to the rink and who's going to show up. So come back at 835, and we'll have Coach Brett Larson on with the hockey guys. Uh, welcome.
welcome back to the hockey guys. We have the St. Cloud Rouser being played. We got on the line the head coach of St. Cloud State University, Coach Brett Larson. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Morning, well, Coach. I want you to know you're the first coach in uh, the length of this show that we played the uh, the Rouser or the school song for. And it all started with oh, Frank. I'm honored. Ser- I'm honored. Well, Frank Seratori demanded it. So we're going to play Top Gun from him, and we're we have a bet here. The first territory with five wins comes on the show first. And I told Jeff, any rink that can fill up a uh, gopher game to capacity should get the rouser played. So, Coach, shout out for filling your building up when the gophers are in the house. Boy, that was fun. It was fun to get that old rivalry back. It's been too long, so it was uh, it was a real fun weekend. We tried to get Jordy to come on and ask difficult questions, but he said as an insider, he didn't want to set you up. <laughs> I'll thank him for that. Then you want to keep the alumni happy. So, well, you had a you had a couple of your uh, three of your players, big name players, go down with some injuries in that game, and actually this week uh, getting uh, getting some time off will get those players hopefully healed up. I mean, they're they're some of the core players on your team. Yeah, we uh, it was you know it's kind of that next guy up mentality, which. For us, was good. Saturday night was a big test for us. We had a lot of a lot of top guys out, and it gave other guys opportunities to step in, and and, and they did, and, and they played well. So um, it's moments like that where you need depth, and uh, our guys stepped up and, and and brought it. And I was proud of how we played Saturday night. And, and now you're out recruiting. And you, were you in Fargo last night watching the force play? Yep. Hey, I was in Fargo last night. So the great town um, of Fargo. You go a little. You, yeah, you go about uh, sixty-five miles north, especially when you travel at night, Coach. You, when you get about uh, fifty-five miles north of Fargo, you'll see some glowing lights in the sky. You know, some people yeah. say those are lights, but that's actually a halo. <laughs> <laughs> same thing hey, as you. It's same the thing. Beat, as, it's the beat plant, Jeff. Oh, I know. The beat, I it's had it's the beat plant. Guys. I had south. So I had south. <laughs> the other way. What? Uh, hey, don't without t- you know every coach has their. They always obviously want to get the best player possible, but when you're you're looking and, and scouting players, what do you look for? Do you watch their behavior on the bench and how they act and how they behave when they're not playing? Well, what do you What do you look for, great coach? Question. That is a great question because during COVID, all you could do is video recruit. And when you're video recruiting and just watching video, you can't see some of that stuff. And we decided as a staff to be very patient in our recruiting through the COVID uh, pause because exactly what you said, I want to watch a kid go back to the bench. I want to see how he interacts with his teammates. I want to see how he interacts with his coach. I want to see how he changes on his shifts. I want to see, does he, you know, does he pat a guy in the shin pads when he makes a good play? I mean, there's so much stuff you can't see when you're video recruiting. Um, For us as a staff, we, we did a lot of work video-wise. We put a lot of things together on kids, but we're now we're trying to get out and make sure we see these kids in person because you can't see those intangibles sometimes on video. You know, I, I think, you know, you give me a team full of uh, 25 intangible players that may be a step slower and, and maybe not a step less talented than those bigger players, you know, the intangible players are going to win every time. They're going to play as a team. I agree. You call those guys winners, right? They, they they care about each other. They're in it together. They're in the battle together. And obviously that's what you're trying to do. Yes, you're going out and trying to find skill, of course, skill, speed, all those things. But 
when you see a, a fast, skilled player with those intangibles, you're on them immediately. Yeah, in, in, invaluable. Um, you're you're having your set. Well, t- well, you're number two in the pairwise ranking this year. Early on in the season, coach, do you do you really pay attention to that pairwise? How much effect does it have on you? Not a lot, to be honest. Even the polls and all that, we try to get the guys not even to look at it, not to think about it. Same with the coaches and. You know, we've, you know, guys, this is going to sound so cliche, but maybe it's cliche because it's reality and it's the right thing. I mean, you're really just trying to get the guys to focus on Monday practice on Monday. And then you're trying to focus on Tuesday. And now you start thinking about playing Minnesota or whoever it might be on the weekend. And you want to be prepared and ready for that weekend. And we've always found if, if, if we can just limit the outside distractions, including polls, everything else, let the coaches worry about some of that stuff. Uh, but keep the players focused on the day-to-day. That's that's where we're more more successful, and I would say that's probably for any team. You know, it's fun to watch college hockey, and you take a look at the scores with AIC tying Canisius last night, or Quinnipiac and Air Force taking down Colorado College. The the parody of college hockey, and what's no, fun, and what's fun is, and I'll date myself, Brett, is back in the nineteen eighty two. I spent a summer living with Andy Murray in Brandon, Manitoba. And okay. now, poor Andy. Who, who did I say? Andy Murray. Yeah, I said poor Andy. Andy Murray. Andy Murray. All right. <laughs> he, he, he retires out of Western Michigan. I mean, he's, to me, one of the, the top hockey minds in the world. Okay. Now you take a look at Western Michigan. He leaves. New coach comes in. Western Michigan's number one in the pairwise. Look at the teams they've knocked off. It's just, yep. it's incredible. Well, I don't think, at least for us coaches in the league, that's not a surprise. Uh, we thought, I mean, if you would have pulled the coaches, you would have had Western in the top couple of our league for sure. Uh, they were, after they lost their goalie early last season, and they really, really affected their record early. But second half of the year, they were arguably one of the best teams in the league. And um, uh, they returned pretty much everybody. Uh, Pat Fershwaller was the assistant there who, who took over for Andy now. And, and I, I think they're just they're building off last year. So they're going to be, in my opinion, they're going to be one of, the, one of the top teams in our league. You know, I, what, the other thing, Coach, I like about St. Cloud uh, is, and I, and I like about Bemidji, I like Mankato, I like Duluth, um, and, and these players – generally don't get recruited by the other team in Minnesota, but is the character players. You know, you take a look at, uh, you know, the Jim Archibalds. You take a look at the Pat Michelettis. You take a look at those characters, the characters that had yep. so much chemistry to your team. They're the team players. And, and your teams are just full of those character players. You know, they're not looking to move on and to sign a big NHL contract. They're playing for now. And it's just fun they, to watch yeah. your teams. They're, they're playing together. They're, they are playing for the program. They're playing for each other. Now, granted, they all have dreams of making the NHL. And I guess the one thing I want to bring up when you say that is I don't think any of us could have been more proud when a kid named John Lazat just got his first NHL game with the Minnesota Wild two nights ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, John, obviously, name you guys are probably pretty familiar with from the area. Uh, North American League, uh, walk-on at St. Cloud State, um, earned his way all the way up, kept working, grounded out now for a few years in the American League, low-maintenance team guy, the exact guy you're talking about right now. Not many people would have picked him out of, out of, out of Minot to, to go play in the NHL. And here's a guy that grinded it out, worked for it, great team guy, and 
got rewarded by getting the game with the Wild the other night. Like, our whole alumni base couldn't have been more proud of him. But every year he got better and better yep. and better as a Husky player. And You he, know what's funny, too, is when I took the job, when I got there, he was a senior, my first year coaching at St. Cloud, and I loved him right away. And, and I remember some of the guys on the team saying, just wait till you see him when we go into North Dakota. Just wait till you see that kid when we go in there. And he was an absolute beast, and it was so fun to watch. And he just had something to prove. And one of those guys that just kept working and working and working. And and as a coach, the guy that you love, I mean, totally low maintenance, showed up every day, great teammate, didn't care about any accolades, didn't care about any, getting any credit for anything, just wanted to win for his buddies. That's and uh, to see him in that wild jersey the other night was pretty special. And, Coach, that says a lot about a program when you when you pick up and you understand that got the opportunity, probably similar to what you're going through because the lineup needed to change based on reality in the NCHC, and then it takes his opportunity and continues to do do the right things and not get too caught up. And that's probably a good lesson for those people that listen to us with kids when you end up on a team. doesn't matter what team you're on, are you making progress? You know, are you yep. continuing to improve? And the other guy that I think we want to give a little shout-out to because you probably – are looking forward, and I'm sure he's got a calendar that has one date on it, and that's uh, Solquist, the Grand Forks yeah. kid that this 21-year-old freshman, and when you say that in today's world, it's probably not that big of a deal, but what he's done is a little bit of a parallel to what the kid we just talked about, right? I agree. Here's a kid that just had to keep working for everything, was never handed anything, and uh, worked his well all the way up through the North America link to the USHL. It's funny, at the game last night, I I saw his former coaches here for the force and, and we talked a little bit about him. And, you know, there's some guys and this is cliche too, but he just described as a hockey player, you know, that they just get it. And he, he does, he can put him in any situation. He's been on our top power play at times. He's been out with a minute left in games when we got a one goal lead. Um, he, he just understands the game. He's willing to compete. He's a total team guy. And, and uh, he's been a huge bright spot for us early. Coach, when I look at your roster, I'm going to go back to the to the reality of life. You got a kid from Grand Rapids, you've got a kid from Grand Forks, and you got a kid from Warroad. Last time I saw a lineup like that, they won championships. I don't care what school you're at, Minnesota, Love those North, guys. Minnesota, those North guys. Dakota. So if if you're trying to get your stars to align, you've done really good homework on old school championship teams based on where kids where kids understand the game. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. We just, we just, uh, and I can't comment on the name, but we were just able to um, land a, a commitment to, of uh, another northern Minnesota kid uh, from that area, and we we, we love that area. And uh, uh, those guys know how to play. You know what? Just like I said about Mason, they get the game. They're hockey guys. They, they live in and breathe it. And those guys want to win. And uh, I've always loved uh, recruiting those kids. Eddie, Eddie and I are working on a on a hockey hat that on front of it it says seven oh one. You look at those those yep. players that uh, grew up in that that area. I mean, they're the ones that are uh, chucking hay bales for ten hours a day, or what's a hay bale? Yeah, or <laughs> or shoveling snow for their mile uh, driveway to get out up in War Road. Hey, you Jeff, know? you can't lift a round bale. I can, not now. I could. <laughs> Back then, it was just little square ones. Thank you. Kids, they say lifting hay bales. They look at me like I'm an idiot, right, Coach? I mean, come on. It's funny. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. 
You know, Coach, next time we uh, we, get, we you come to, to the Fargo, West Fargo-Moorhead community, you, you need to know this. West Fargo, which is the little sister of Fargo, has the most youth hockey players registered in the state of North Dakota, more than Fargo, okay, and more than Grand Forks. So when you take West Fargo, Fargo, and Moorhead, the number of youth kids that are enrolled in hockey, USA Hockey, is incredible. It would be nice to, to, to have the coaches from the NCHC set up some type. If you come in for a, for a, a game, you know, that the Fargo Forest has a, a facility. they got a room there. There has to be a room where you coaches can sit down and talk to a group of these parents, talk about what how to behave as a parent, and that's a completely different subject. But these players on actually how to behave themselves – how to act as a player and what the what skills they need to move on. Yeah, I, I, it's it's been fun coming up to this area for a long time now, just seeing how much it's growing. And I know guys would love to do that. The growth of the game is important to all of us because it's at the end of the day, it's feeding our programs too. Um, but it's so much fun to see areas like this grow in hockey. I was up recruiting the elite league, Minnesota High School Elite League, Midwest, whatever you call it, elite league, uh, a couple weekends ago, first time I'd seen. Uh, the Cullen Center over there, and, and Matt and his family's rink. Obviously, Matt being a, an important alum for us at St. Cloud, and just the growth of this game in this area has been really, really impressive. Well, it Coach, has. we uh, appreciate you coming on, spend a little time with us. We know that uh, sometimes the off weeks are busier than the on weeks. Like you said, you got to make sure you keep these kids focused on showing up for practice on Monday. So uh, appreciate That's you being on. Uh, keep keep doing well, and like I shared earlier, take those. Uh, Take that the right mix of uh, kids and uh, go get one for St. Cloud State. That's our plan, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, we it. love uh, we love the Husky hockey team and Coach Larson. You're one of the best, so thank you so much. Th- thanks, guys. I always appreciate you having me on. Have a good one. Yes, take care. So the hockey guys brought to you by Cullen Insulation, locations uh, all over North Dakota and West Central Minnesota. See their trucks everywhere when I'm on the road. And we'll be back with more in the Hockey Guys, sponsored by Cullen Insulation. When it comes to insulation, call the experts at Cullen. So, Jeff, we'll be back for the final final. We need a final final. We'll be back for a final final in uh, three minutes. And we might even let the gooner get his voice warmed up because this morning when we called to wake him up to come open the station, uh, didn't sound like he had one. But Honey, water, how? Hot tea and honey. You calling Jeff honey again? No, I'm talking about for the voice. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He left honey back at home. We'll be back. Oh, little whoop whoop music. The danger zone. And the danger is if you don't have your house properly insulated, Eddie, that's going to cause wall cracking, foundation cracking. You need to call... Cullen Insulation right now when it comes to insulation experts. North Dakota, West Central Minnesota, give Cullen Insulation the call. And I'm not joking about that. I still got to get my my hockey rink, my garage, insulated in the attic. I just up wanna, above I just want to see you back on skates. Uh, that's uh, I don't think, my friend, that's gonna ever happen again. That's that's over with. Push you around. I can sit on a sled. I I mean, we carried you every time you're on the ice. We might as well push you now. I I could probably just sit on a chair and you guys can push me around. Kind of how it felt when we were playing with you. Can you imagine if if Frankie was pushing me around? 
how hard he had pushed me right into the board. <laughs> no, you would skate as fast as you can around in circles. Yeah. Frankie would push me, push as hard as you can. Hey, as you said last week, if I spin you enough, maybe you get a little bit nervous and throw up before the game. Ed, <laughs> I think what the NCHC should do is take a, a page out of U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. I love that game. But I think you got to take the, the the top two teams that finish in the regular season, and you have to have an NCHC challenge. Legends game. I like the idea. Legends game. The Legends game or a challenge game. No, the Legends something. game. Bring back players from each era and play for the cup. Come uh, on. No, no. Well, you, on, you, yeah. you could earlier, but. Yeah, I mean, but, how are but, kids going to learn how to play dirty and cheap if they don't watch the Legends? Yeah, that's true. But no, listen. Let's take the top two teams, however they finish. Let's play in Oceanside, Arizona. You know why I'm saying Ocean or the Oceanside Arena? You know why I say the Oceanside Arena? Because when I mentioned that the last, well, every time I go Can't to Arizona, be. I swim in the sand, and you guys are like, "Oh, there's no ocean in Arizona." But every pool I've been at has sand in it. So, it, but I had a Google where Arizona State plays tonight. They're playing St. Cloud or St. Thomas. Oceanside Arena. Oceanside Arena in Tempe, Arizona. That's kind of like that's kind of like that's kind of like recruiting. Oceanside Arena. I mean, it should be the sand dunes or, or sand dunes. It's kind of like, like recruiting to the trees in Grand Forks, right? We've told that story. We'll get it. We'll get to that one again in the future. But let me throw at you. Think about something. How rapidly would the Gophers, the little M, want to get back in the league? If there was a Legends game and they were not allowed to come play in the Legends game, so Patty Micheletti would never get a chance to play against Eddie Christian and Jeff Radall again. No, how would you like? Think to, about it. Hey, I no. think that's I think that's the key to getting the Gophers to give up the Big Ten is to have a Legends game, NCHC, uh, no. that only allows the guys that are in the NCHC to play with. Uh, hey, let's have the let's have the '60s teams play and let's have the '70s teams no, play. The one that we need. Is the water bottle incident? Well, that Wisconsin will come over before the Gophers. Nineteen eighty-one, or was it eighty-two? Nineteen eighty-one, Wisconsin eighty-two, Wisconsin Badgers and University of North Dakota. Can you imagine putting those two teams together in a Legends game? Oh my! I mean, I think it might. I think it might fracture the Big Ten. You just named it: Wisconsin, Minnesota. Michigan, you don't think they would want to come back and have another shot to try to not get beat out again by those of us that are Sioux guys? Can you imagine Chelios? I mean, he's skating every day. Archibald. I mean, it, it mean Granado. You're asking me for ideas earlier. I said, hey, I'll throw it out at the end. I'll catch you by the Legends game in CHC. Go play it. Hey, could you imagine how many fans would show up? We'd have to probably do stadium games like Wembley Stadium in Europe. All I'm yeah. saying is the Gophers, we with the first overall pick. The Gophers aren't in this in. discussion because they're not in the NCHC. No, That's no. The beauty but of I'm it. saying for the Legends game, we're going to transition. We're no, going to no, like no. it. Yeah. No, let the Big Ten have its Legends the, game. You can't go back. No, you can't gonna, go back before 2010. No, we're good luck. Good luck the, with having that. The WCHA, uh, bring it back. I'll tell you this: the Gophers, when they had um, Grant Patoni. From North yep. Dakota, he he had the guts. He had 
you name it. He would stay in front of that net. He would get the crap beat out of him. And all he did was score. All he did was score. When they're top scorers, they have not replicated Grant Petoni's play of having someone that had the guts to get in front of the net. He had a little grit. He had a little grind. A little? Grinder. A lot. A grinder. Are you going to be here next week, or are you going to try to take time off to keep up like most people would? Thanks to our show sponsors, Cullen Insulation, Bagan, Strinden Vision, and Federated Insurance. Thanks for listening in. Come back and join us again next Saturday here with the Hockey Guys.